everyone, and welcome to the final episode of Season 1 of Talking Trucking Tech with Mike Rodilla. I'm Stu Roddick, and I've been your host each week as guests and I have talked about how technology is transforming the transportation and logistics industry. The goal of Talking Trucking Tech, or TTT, is to help carriers and brokers successfully manage the rapidly changing landscape of freight technology, including trends, platforms, best practices, and business results. To close the year, we thought it would make sense to look back at the year that was and to look ahead at what we might expect to see in 2021. To do just that, we've brought in J.S. Bouchard, the Vice President of Sales at Isaac Instruments. He's been at Isaac for almost 20 years now, and I'm really excited to get his perspective on how 2020 will be remembered and how 2021 will shape up. J.S., welcome to Talking Trekking Tech. Good afternoon, Steele. Thank you very much for uh, hosting me. <laughs> so it's pretty hard to talk about 2020 without talking about the, the pandemic, of course, so I thought we'd start there. Um what are some of the biggest impacts that COVID-19 uh, has had on the trucking industry, especially from a technology perspective? Yeah, I mean, COVID, uh, you know, is, uh, is, of course, a virus. We used to be concerned about computer viruses, and now all of a sudden we became concerned and uh, worried about human-transmitted viruses while in transportation, doing pickups, deliveries, meeting drivers, consignees, and whatnot. So, it brought to light the importance of uh, the piece of papers that we're handling and handing from one person to another, uh, the pens we could be holding. Uh, so all to minimize all those human contacts, uh, you know, and and make sure that we can that we can minimize them and make those processes electronic or contact free if possible. That's one of the big things that that was really like put to light with uh, the recent COVID nineteen, and it's really something that's changed and that's uh, that's brought tracking to think about what are the processes and you know when you think about in transportation moving away from a, a printed bill of lading and and a, a signature on the bill of lading to capture proof of delivery, it's always been very difficult and very complicated for carriers to change those processes with consignees and shippers. But now it seems that those consignees and shippers to themselves protect their, their own employees, they're looking for methods and ways for this to happen. So it's really, I think, an opportunity here for the, for the entire market altogether to make a change into that direction a change that, that was required and, and necessary, which is now hopefully happening because of this situation. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Definitely definitely the trend we've seen here too. And yeah, it did also highlight that you do need some collaboration from from your shippers or consignees. It, like, for, it can't just be a driven by the, by the carrier. You do need some, some collaboration to really get a fully contactless process going, eh? Because at the end of the day, right, as a carrier, you want your transportation fees to be paid. And if the person paying is asking you for such a piece of paper with a signature on it to to pay you, well, you're going to bring back that piece of paper. So that process needs to change and be accepted by the person paying. So that's where the really the big struggle is, right? So that's that's where and that's where we've seen a lot of openings and a lot of things. People are ready for things to change to minimize those contacts and, and make it like simpler for everyone to just carry over with their current situation. 
Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, that makes a lot of sense. So, I know a lot, there's some speculation. What do you think um, some of the lasting effects of kind of this whole experience will be? Do you think, like, some of the shifts uh, or changes that have been made will be permanent, or do you think kind of, you know, if any luck as vaccines kind of roll out, that things will gradually go kind of back to business as usual? Uh, I mean, all the, that paperless world that we've been dreaming about, that carriers have been dreaming about, and that we're seeing a trend to change, I think that's going to remain because yeah. uh, this is really something that's in for the long run. And that, that transition has began and is really moving along. So uh, I don't think any vaccine is going to bring us back to something less productive because in the end, we see a lot of increased productivity and efficiency making things move virtually with electronic signatures and, and stuff like this. Uh, so the paperless thing is definitely going to stay. Uh, it, it's forced the carriers also to make and remain more engaged with their drivers. Uh, you know, with all, like, go back in, into March and April, where a lot of things were changing day to day, a lot of rumors about what you could, could not do. Like, everything was really like, changing Every hour, like, things were, were changing. Yep. Carriers needed to really engage with their drivers to keep them up to date, keep them confident in the current situation that the, what they were doing is okay and, and keep doing it. And that's changed the way carriers are, are communicating with their drivers. And I think that's going to remain. That's going to remain for the longer run as well. It's changed how we engage and how we, we, we get uh, and we frequently communicate with the drivers we see a huge change there. We've had a lot of, on the Isaac side, a lot of feature requests from clients to be able to engage with, the, with their drivers more frequently so that they could support them and so that the driver felt support, supported through, through, the, through the process. Interesting. Yeah, so the, the ability to like push out either, either messages or, you know, yeah, just or, or even videos or just in general a lot more uh, communication or engagement with the driver. Yeah, a good example of that is, you know, uh, an update on the current situation from the president of someone or someone high in the hierarchy, short video explaining what the status is, what things are, what's going to change this week, what we're doing to improve things, that the, that the drivers can, can watch and see and listen to, to feel reassured that their company is on top of everything and things are moving forward. Right, those kind of things they're going to remain. Like what we see this as that kind of engagement is is something that you know we have drivers are remote workers that can feel isolated quite easily when something something like this happens. And you want if you want them to feel part of the group as much as possible. So how do you maintain this? I mean, with the proper tools in place today, people are going to continue to use this for sure, and that's going to increase driver engagement and probably resolve some of the other challenges the industry has to deal with. Interesting. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Maybe, yeah, beyond the pandemic, what are some other notable shifts or maybe stories that you saw play out in 2020 that, you know, might have gotten overlooked because of, you know? Um, well, yeah. I, still, I'm not sure it went overlooked, but there's definitely, like, the Canadian ELD that takes a lot of airtime. Uh, and, and, of course, it was... It was impacted probably by COVID, and uh, some people had to shift their priorities over to, to other things. But, I mean, this is still uh, a big topic here for Canadian carriers. Uh, the June timeline is, is coming, and this is something that's on, on top of everyone's mind. And, you know, of course, when came March and April, 
everyone was a little bit uncertain about what the economy is, how the economy is going to react to the to the COVID, uh, and to the virus and whatnot. But, but we've seen the economy pick up quite a bit. And, and now like, demand for drivers has rise to a level where we're seeing the driver shortage of, of you know, 2016, 2017, 2018. So the driver shortage has came back to, to the top of the list, uh, really up there. So, I mean, this is something that's going to remain as well. We know, we know the driver shortage was quite a challenge a couple of years back, and, and we see this becoming a tough concern for all the fleets at the moment. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I know when the when the US ELD mandate rolled out, it, it didn't really contribute to the kind of capacity crunch, especially those like four to six hundred mile, like ones where you maybe could have kind of fudged your hours of service in the past to make it work. Now all of a sudden you couldn't with the with the mandate. And I know it took some capacity out of the market. Do you see as the like ELD mandate rolls out in Canada, do you, do you think it will will take out a little bit of uh, the capacity in the in the market, or do you think the effect won't be, you know, nearly so large? Well, I think there's a, there's for sure going to be an adaptation of the market. Uh, people will need to adapt to the new regulation, and that should have an impact on the on the overall capacity. Uh, is that for the longer term? Only time will tell us. It's hard to know today how much each carrier's operation can adapt to really follow regulations and uh, and how much people are really following regulations today anyways, right? Uh, you know, can we, can we really, uh, can we really think that, that there's that much cheating? Uh, maybe there is, but it's hard, it's hard to measure today and it's hard to know uh, how much that's going to impact capacity, but for sure, like the transition period will impact capacity just because everyone's trying to make things work today and everybody tries to adapt to the new regulation. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Maybe looking ahead to 2021, you know, what other trends do you think carriers should be paying attention to? Well, you know, because the driver shortage is, is clearly back, uh, what do you do to keep your drivers happy? Uh, this is something, something quite important. What have you put in place to make a difference with them? Uh, it's not just about, like, of course, it's a, it's of course about attracting new drivers. What do you do to differentiate yourself so that new drivers come and drive the trucks that you have parked against the against the gate? But second of all, how do you keep and maintain happy those that are that are there working for you today and giving you the service that that you need to deliver to your clients every day? Uh, what do you do with with these guys? And you know, are carriers traveling across Canada? ready for the KNELB. Uh, they need to pay attention to this because 2021, June, that's coming quite fast. So when you think about it, uh, if you need to change solution, if you need to change system, if you need to implement a new system, that takes time. It takes time to select a vendor. It takes time to, uh, to deploy, train your people, and then get used to it so that your capacity is not, your capacity is not too much impacted by the change uh, in in your operations or the way you're operating or the way you're uh, offering the service given those new uh, those new tools that you now need to use. 
Yeah, interesting. On the, I guess on on differentiating yourself or you know attracting attracting new drivers. I know I know having up to date equipment has long been like ha- having newer trucks is always always appealing. Do you, do you see like technology playing? I know I feel like for a while the the mentality was maybe less technology or make sure not to overwhelm drivers, but maybe there's a shift now toward making sure that you have like the easiest to use technology or you're you're really using it to make, you know, the driver's life easier. Where do you see, you know, technology playing a role in like optimizing the driver experience, I guess? Well, the driver took that position because he liked to drive a truck. He didn't like to, you know, punch buttons on a, on a keyboard or on a touchscreen and, and is it, his dream job is not documenting things. His dream job is really making sure he's at the wheel of the truck and driving around, sometimes for longer distances. That's what that's a job that guy signed up for. Now today, there's a lot of, you know, our businesses, all the industries really rely on just in time. Uh, they rely. We need a lot of information to go on uh, to know like the the the, the, the freight's left, um, the shipper freights arrived consignee or where the freights in transition or whatever. And it made the companies put a lot of, you know, give a lot of responsibilities to the driver to provide some updates and some information on, on, on freight status and everything. Our job as telematics and as fleet management solution is really to make sure that we can automate that process as much as possible. And when you look at the bigger picture, Going back to the drivers, what the driver really wants to do, he wants to drive. Well, we need all that automation to go on without impacting the driver too much. So, you know, you need to think of the technology you give your driver as to how many screen tasks will my driver need to be able to get the job done. And, you know, we need to minimize that. We need to make sure this comes to a minimum so that the driver doesn't spend time with the device in his hands, but with the steering wheel driving the truck around. And going back and that's for that's for the driver happiness, but that also helps the fleet profitability because when you think about it, it's going to make the truck's wheels turning, and you want the wheels turning because when the wheels are turning, it's a profit making, it's a it's revenues that are coming back into your uh, to, to, for your organization. So this is what we're looking for. We're looking for having the wheels turning and the driver with a smile because he can drive the truck, right? So that's a spinning wheel. Yeah, yeah, increasing. Yeah, everyone wants the wheels turning. Um, that makes a lot of sense. You got it. Do you think, uh, yeah, do you think trucking companies will be giving, you know, even more thought to their digital and kind of data strategies um, as, as we move into the to the new year? And, you know, it's just, I feel like this year's really emphasized the importance of just how digital the world has gotten. Do you think, you know, trucking companies will become even more maybe strategic-minded in terms of, how they're going about competing in a more digital world? Well, they will have to. I mean, today, I think, as we mentioned earlier, there's an opportunity that that happened where something happened where the shippers and consignees are ready to change. They're ready to change. We need to make sure that we give them the, the opportunities to be able to change. And, and the move to more digitization has always been restrained by uh, by the clients that the carriers are trying to serve. So, I mean, that opportunity, the door is now open. I think it's for the people to step in it and really make sure that they make those things happen for the for good, you know, that we get 
all those processes as electronic as possible. And, you know, you have tools like, you know, Microdia and Isaac that can help you accomplish this. There, there are tools out there that are ready, cooked, built to do this. All you need to do is take the time to implement it. And the opportunity is there now more than ever to move to that area. Yeah, yeah, no, I fully agree. Um, maybe, I wonder, are there any trends in safety technology that you're excited about or, or think will be more of a focus in 2021? Well, yes, I think we see there's a lot of evolution with all the videos and the cameras and the image analysis that we're able to do. Uh, that provides a lot of, first of all, information about what happened while the truck was driven out there. Uh, it brings a lot of information so that we can proactively coach drivers, uh, show them situations where we want them to react in some way or another, uh, explain what happened when a crash happened or where an incident happened. There's a lot that we can do with, with the safety today and that just keeps improving, it seems, every month. There's a new feature. There's a new thing we can do with the videos. And think about all the driver assistances that we're able to put on the trucks today. Uh, you know, it's, become a, it's becoming a standard to have those driver assistances. Uh, so, and, and all those information, they come from the radar, but they also come from the images, uh, the video images that are captured in front of the truck. So to help the driver make sure he's not going to do lane departures that are unsafe or help and assist the driver in braking in case he was uh, he was distracted uh, so he doesn't hit whatever is in front of him. And when you look at all the nuclear verdicts that happen in the industry, uh, I think, I personally think the, the trucking industry is a safe industry already. I mean, it's, it's a question of demonstrating and showing that we're safe and more importantly, showing that we're in control of what's going on. And that's really where videos are helping today make sure that we can prove that to the public and to everybody, right? Make sure that we can show that we're in control of what's going on and what we're doing is safe. That's really what the, where the difference is, I think, today. And it's great and it makes me super excited to see these trends and see this evolving so rapidly today. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I know, yeah, I know it's, it's helpful both from actually, yeah, co coaching, proactively coaching drivers and making sure they're even safer. But I know, yeah, just capturing the information often the, the driver was not at fault, but there's no real way of, of proving that. And now having that evidence has been, been tremendously helpful. And it's getting quite well accepted by drivers as well, because uh, drivers know that it will protect them more than it will penalize them. Yeah. Uh, drivers are aware of the nuclear verdicts that happen in the U.S. Uh, they don't want to get caught in the nuclear verdict. And, and drivers are safe and do do a good job 99% uh, of the time. So, I mean, that's what the camera is going to show. Drivers that are not supplied with a camera in their truck today, a lot of them will go to their favorite electronics store and just put it in the dashboard of their truck to capture whatever happens in front of them to be able to demonstrate it was not their fault. So... I mean, you know, the fact that that technology becomes so accessible is is just great, and it just keeps improving. So that's amazing. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. 
Um, maybe, maybe finally, I know no discussion of uh, trends is complete without mentioning machine learning or, or artificial intelligence. Maybe what do you think um, in terms of seeing more advances in, in ML or AI applications and, and especially yeah, real-life applications of these technologies? Yeah, I'm always careful in the way I use machine learning and AI. I think they're, they're words that are overutilized a little bit. I mean, AI means a program will reason or learn from past experience. It, it, it's not just a good and useful algorithm written by, by your top programmer, which sometimes and very often people will leverage the term AI to make a big buzz around, around a feature. So I'm careful with my usage of this word, yep. but I see a lot of potential advancement in the future for solving very important problems that could eventually be solved by AI, but I think that they are still solved by very great algorithms. Yep. But I mean, we spoke about camera technologies today, reading speed signs and road signs and reading lanes and objects that are moving around. This is like... I mean, this is the trend I, we spoke about already, but this is the trend of the future for sure. And that just keeps improving. And that, that is what will bring us one day, I, I assume one day, we still don't know yet, but to more autonomous driving. Uh, I think there's still a lot to be done before that actually happens. But I mean, this is for sure like in, in, the, in a very, in a future, it will happen. Uh, predictive maintenance, well, understand the patterns that lead to breakdowns, right? How many breakdowns that we have last year that we could have saved because we could have known about it, then that breakdown coming back to the keep the wheels turning. Well, the wheels were not turning because that truck was parked. We need to call the we needed to call the towing, send another tractor to pick up that trailer. Uh, so I mean there's a lot of delays created by something like this. So and, and today, I mean we have so much data from those trucks and so much, so many trends that we can, and patterns that we can detect and analyze to tell us that this is about to break and we should do something about it right now. Uh, we spoke about the nuclear verdicts and the, the fact that, that fleets want to be safe and need to be safe, even though most in, in trucking, as I said earlier, I, I really believe that trucking is a safe industry and very safe um, and very focused on safety. Yeah. There are still risky drivers out there. And using all that data that we have to identify those risky drivers uh, and understand the behavioral patterns that lead to a claim and make sure that you understand what's your clean dollar for miles driven for a driver, try to reduce that and predict what that's going to be given some behaviors a guy did even before he had an actual claim. And finally, but not the last, you know, all the improvements that we see around around uh, uh, optical character recognition, OCR, uh, making sure that we can read those bill of ladings and those documents that we're, that we're getting, that we're scanning. How can we, like, in, in the ideal world, driver doesn't touch anything. The bill is just read automatically, and that's it. It's processed, and nobody, the driver or anyone in the back office, is not even touching anything. I mean, these are things that we 
again, we're just seeing the tipping point of those technologies today. And these are things that are continuously improving and we want to see them improving so that it makes us more efficient and not just recopying things or text that was already copied or typed in by somebody else. So how, how can we reuse all that? I mean, that's really, I think, what, what we're looking at uh, today for the future. Yeah, no, that's a really good, yeah, that's a really good recap. It is really exciting as, as everything come, becomes more digital and then all of a sudden you're, you're getting all this data. I know we're still just kind of in the early innings of figuring out exactly how, how, to, how to structure it and then how to learn from it and, and be more proactive on all those different things. But um, definitely an, an exciting time and there's definitely a great deal of opportunity as things become more digital for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, did you have any other uh, like closing thoughts or um, yeah? Well, hopefully 2021 is going to be a, 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 a year without viruses or with fewer viruses, yeah. and uh, and that we can keep going and really uh, continue. Like, I want us to be uh, to be excited with technology again and just use that technology to make transportation greater. I mean that's that's really what we want to do here, and uh, and it's it's fun it's fun to wake up every morning and think about this and, and make sure it happens. Yeah, no, thank yeah, thanks a lot for uh, for joining us today, JS. This has been this has been great, um, and thank you to everyone else out there for tuning in to the final episode of TTT. Be sure to click subscribe to hear about future seasons, and if you'd like to learn more about Isaac Instruments, you can check them out at Isaac I S aac.ca and if you'd like to learn about microdia you can always check us out at microdia.com